So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Marty Biz Nasty Bissonnette. Thanks a lot for joining me, and I hope everyone who listened learned something from the self-proclaimed real estate guru of Orleans. So now for episode 25 of Easy Conversations, extremely excited to bring back two recurring guests. One, my cousin, Matt Zirashi. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? I'm really happy to be back uh, talking about my favorite subject in the world. Let's go. I'm super happy to have you back. And we're bringing back third time on the pod now, the homie Bassem Issa. Say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? Uh, Matt and I are going to try to top Biz Nasty today. Oh, I'm, sh- so I'm we'll, sure we'll you'll see be how able it goes. To. Um, so, yeah, for this episode, like Matt alluded to, we're going to be covering movies specifically movies of 2019 so it was a pretty solid year for movies i'd say all around i don't think basam and i have seen as many movies that dropped this year as matt but we're going to try to cover them as much as possible so i want to start off by talking about two movies that are similar in the sense that they feature a prominent clown figure but are two completely different movies it's also fitting we're recording this right now october 29th not sure when this is going to drop yet but it's seasonally correct um two one is a horror movie the other is a drama i want to start off talking about the sequel to the critically acclaimed 2017 film it chapter one now we're going to be focusing on chapter two in our episode matt we talked about it one we both revered the movie big fans of it yeah i really enjoyed that one and my expectations were uh, through the roof for the second one so we'll get into that yeah and that might have been one of the reasons why this movie wasn't as critically acclaimed is that everyone was expecting it to be such a cinematic masterpiece maybe maybe people had their expectations a little too high and to quote you matt from our episode one of the carnal sins that it part two committed was its running time two hours and 40 some minutes if not more yeah i that that's what scared me actually when i saw the running time just under three hours i was uh that very it scared me very much more than the actual movie because a lot of people claim that the first one was scarier than the second one i agree 100 percent um i i thought the second one was less scares more comedy especially with the actors we had in there um, but yeah, I agree. Okay. So I want to throw it to Bassam first, actually. What were your overall thoughts on the movie? Just start there. Um, like Matt said, I was, I was expecting a lot. Honestly, I don't even know there was a runtime of two hours and how much was it? Like two, two hours and two 50 hours minutes. And 50 minutes. Yeah. I, I had no idea till the movie finished and I realized like three hours went by and I was like, what the, the thing is it didn't feel that long to me. Yeah. I, I agree also, which I think they did a good job when, when filming. So, they, um, and in terms of the characters, um, I didn't think I'd like it as much as it won because I'm all about that like Goonies vibe that it won and, and Stranger Things yeah. TV show gives off. So I thought like that adult characters in that type of environment with the clown and all that, I don't know how it would go, but I liked it really well. I liked it a lot, sorry. And, and they connected the characters really well, the children and their um, the adults who played them. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities and connections between them. You can tell right away who was who. And yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. No, the casting was phenomenal in my opinion. So I'm just going to pass it back to you, Matt. Okay. So my overall thoughts on it chapter two is like you just said, I thought the biggest strength of the film was the, the uh, actors they chose for each uh, role. They were, they didn't make them. They made the movie 
Like it was not boring to watch any of them. They were very good. I thought my biggest problem with the movie though is it sometimes felt like a little episodic at points where they were branching off doing their own things and I I felt in the theater I felt myself like my mind wandering. Okay. And that's again that's the runtime. Uh, are we getting into spoilers? No, yeah. No, as always, we assume that you've seen these movies, and yeah, no, we're getting into spoilers big time. Okay, so um, <laughs> since we're spoiling it, so <laughs> I did watch the It nineteen ninety t the miniseries, nice. and that that biggest problem with that movie is the ending. One because it didn't have any technology to do like there was no CGI back then, and the practical effects were kind of lame. Yeah, like the they did this ugly spider thing, so. When I was watching chapter two, I was like, okay, I wonder what they're going to do for the ending. And uh, I, I think I wanted a little more, to be honest. However, the emotional impact of the ending was like 10 out of 10. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the movie a lot, actually. Um, not as good as the first one for kind of the same reasons you outlined, Bassam. And I also found the movie went by decently quick. And it to me, the running time wasn't a big deal. I actually... Not that I didn't want it to end, but I was loving the characters so much that I could have spent even more time with them. Who knows? Then again, I've only seen it once. Maybe after seeing it another time, I might have I might pick up on stuff that could have gotten cut. And I agree with you at the same time that it was a bit episodic. That you're thinking like, why are you all separate? Well, I guess they had to be separated, so never mind. But um, yeah, I still think that uh, Pennywise steals the show. He's the star that shines brightest out of all of them and i just wanted to see more of him like i was you know you kind of know going into the movie that he wasn't really a human and didn't aren't going to get some of his backstory in that sense but we still did get some of his story it was a little weird i know that in the in the 1992 series did they have the like the turtle and all that stuff because i watched videos on what have you read the it book by the way no I have not. No, okay. Because apparently there's like a monster turtle that's like the anti-Pennywise. So I was wondering if that was in the series. Okay, maybe that's a good thing that they cut that out then. But I agree that the final showdown was a little weak. I wanted a bit more out of it too because it was a little too similar to the first one. Where again, they had to overcome their fears. That would be my biggest critique of the movie. That is that it was kind of just a another rendition of the first one except they're adults now. Um, you said you didn't like the spider scene. I loved the spider scene. <laughs> it was probably one of my favorite scenes. I thought it was a bit weird, but well, it was really weak in the miniseries. This one, I just oh, it's... you're talking about in the miniseries. Yes, yeah, sorry, okay. yeah. But this one, the overcoming, defeating it by just overcoming their fear. I mean, it's it's the whole thing of like a lot of horror movies. That's their downfall is like weak endings like that, or not weak, but just simple. And even Stephen King, I find in all his books, he has problems. And this is not just me like inventing this theory, but he has problems ending his stuff. It, it's even joked like they even joke up about that, that in yeah. the movie one, during Stephen King's cameo. You know, the ending sucks. Well, Everyone's telling Stephen yeah. King that. That was the whole movie, though. Like even when um, who's the main character? What's the Bill? Bill. Is that, yeah. When he's moved on to become a director, or a writer, even they all critiqued his book having a weak ending. I figure that was just a shot that Stephen King was taking himself at his own book. That's how I viewed it. And I figured that the ending was going to be kind of... Like, for a movie like that, it's tough to wrap up that kind of like, supernatural uh, universe he's created. So. See, I never read the book, so I'm, I don't even know that's actually how it ended. 
I found it kind of stupid because throughout the first movie and the second movie, the majority of it, it the Pennywise himself, he's some like badass, crazy, demonic alien guy who who's honestly extremely powerful. And then they beat him by insulting him. It made no like they just kept calling him a clown and he'd like shrivel up and I'm like oh come on and because it can't I don't end know, like this he feeds off people being afraid of him though I don't know it's I think it's and justifiable maybe, maybe Matt you can answer this for me because I was so confused why um because the actual alien is a shapeshifter right why is he constant like his permanent form is Pennywise the clown why is that uh, that's a very good question I actually I don't know a hundred percent uh. Cause I never actually read the whole book cause it's like a brick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't answer that. So where I got, I don't know if this was explained in the movie, but I watched uh, it, the ending explained video. That's where I got my turtle knowledge from. It's a weird video. Check it out. But they say in the video that Pennywise's favorite form is the clown. So that's just his favorite. Yes. Okay. So I don't, I don't remember if they actually said that in the movie, I guess not. No, because I was confused. Um, uh, when what's her name? I forgot her name. Bev. Bev, when yeah. she was at the old lady's house. Yeah. And they pointed at the picture and you see him. Like, that's the old lady's dad is Pennywise, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that... I don't know. I thought there was a connection between... Go ahead. Me too. No, no. That's why I thought we were kind of going to get into some of his backstory. When yeah. I saw the first trailer, I was sure that was his dad as yeah. well. It's like, all right, this dude used to be human or something. Mm-hmm. Like, something happened. But that's where I was a little disappointed in that we didn't get some of Pen- Pennywise's, like, what could have been, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah. I did really enjoy that old lady scene. Any old lady scene in a horror movie <laughs> is always <laughs> scary as hell. That's I don't true. know what it is. Like this, I, Have you ever seen The Witch? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. And uh, The Shining. Like, I don't know. Old la- old witch ladies just yeah. fucking, they do something to me. They give me the creeps. Yeah. That was probably the creepiest scene in the they movie. Well, yeah, for actually. sure. Everyone in the theater was like, like a trip, like. But like back, back to some positive, like the acting, like really touched me in certain scenes, like uh, Bill Hader and uh, mm-hmm. James Ransone, who plays um, Eddie. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I forget all their names. Yeah, I f- yeah, I didn't know his act. The uh, actor's no, it was name very there, good. But... Like I was touched certain scenes. Like I was like, oh my god, this is a great movie. Yeah. Um, I will be rewatching it though to pick up on everything I missed, and it probably will flow better the second time because then you know what to expect, mm-hmm. which happens for me with a lot of movies. Yeah. One thing that going into this movie I thought was going to happen is the usage. Well, I was curious to see was the usage of Henry Byers. Bowers. Bowers. I got Stranger Things mixed up there. (laughs) Whatever. Close enough. Bowers. Thanks. Um, So my call going into this movie was that when we last see him get pushed in the well, he was going to get intertwined with Pennywise and maybe even take on the Pennywise mantle. That was my call. I was uh, way off on that one, but I found that his usage in this movie was like, kind of weak. And I didn't. <laughs> I loved. I loved his use. I thought it was hilarious. Nothing and nothing was more funny than his friend, zombie friend that was driving around. Everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny, but like, was it? Is it? Is it? Does it belong there? I don't know. Yeah. There was a lot of weird. There, another example, like uh, when Eddie's like getting like all that like stuff sprayed the poster, on his, yeah, yeah. And they like the that was a weird music cue for like ten seconds. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. That was a little strange. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah. I don't remember really what the music cue was like though. It was just I just thought it was out of place. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe that's like one of the scenes that could get cut, yeah. maybe. But what are your uh, thoughts on my Bowers call, though? I was sure that him going down the well, maybe having he would have met Pennywise or something down there. For sure, I thought we'd see him again. I was, I'm with you. I thought like we would see something with him again, yeah. And uh, one question I have for both of you is that opening scene, like that, uh, yeah, yeah. which I don't even know if it was necessary, but like the hate, uh, like the attack on the two. Yeah, uh, it was a lot. Like it's a like, dark that, way to open the movie. Do you think that's necessary though? Because that was like, that's like 15 minutes they could have trimmed. Yeah. The uh, what? Well, I don't know. Like the talking. attack on the two uh, on the gay couple. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of dark and like it kind of yeah. sets the tone for like holy shit, they're not messing around with this movie kind of thing. And maybe not for the best either. The opening was like I thought it was tough. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was brutal. I, yeah. yeah, I was kind of confused. At one point, I was like, are, "Is this? Are these guys like one of the uh, the kids?" I had no <laughs> idea who they were. I was like, kind of hoping Pennywise would like clock them or something. Like the little leader kid is like twelve years old. And can we also talk about, not only was it out of place, but it's also, um, does bullying like that happen? No. Get him, kick him, like. Yeah, I thought it was very, like, savage and, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a fictional town. I mean, he can do, they can do whatever they want yeah. at the end of and the day. And they're all, like, tarnished by Pennywise's influence. That's where, like, that kind of bullying could happen. Oh, That's how I saw it. I never it. thought, I never looked at it that way. But no, I agree. Yeah. It seems like it's way too much. But it was because of Pennywise, yeah. I don't need to double down on what I just said, but yeah. But it was rough to, for sure to start the movie. Um, so, Eric, did you like this more than part one? No, no, no. no. I like part one more. Yeah, um, me too. But the acting was definitely my main takeaway. I thought James McAvoy, um, Bill Hader, Eddie Actor, Ben, I- they're all really good. Jessica Chastain was good. From her first scene, I knew right away she was in an abusive relationship. You could tell. I loved those connections. Like, that you they, could tell right away, like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, you mean, like, that they brought it back to she had an abusive yeah, you, father? You, okay, okay. It just reminded you right away that she kind of just clinged on to those kind of right. relationships. Yeah, no, right? me too. That was good, for sure. I didn't love that she was getting abused. <laughs> no, that's, that's how I kind of took it at first, but you, you brought it back nicely. <laughs> Definitely. James McAvoy killed it too. Uh, honestly, he's becoming like maybe top five for me in terms of actors. After watching Glass too, the way he takes on the role and he, he, I don't know, I can't even explain it. Like, have you seen Glass? Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen Split though, but I saw Glass. You saw Glass? Yeah. Seen Split. I mean, it's like a standalone sequel, I think, within no, a within a Split. universe. But no, I still enjoyed Glass, but I heard Split is better. We can talk about Glass later. But were there any other thoughts on It Part 2? No, just my 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 final thoughts are I not as good as Chapter 1, but uh strong acting with a compelling uh like comparing compelling character development and very emotional movie that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Hello. Vicky, that scene killed me. I was dying laughing at that scene under the bleachers. Exactly. And should you be laughing at that point? I, I know, don't know you what shouldn't. your intent was. So, yeah, getting into maybe laughing when you shouldn't be, you can get into the second movie, which is Joker. I went during the day <laughs> with my girlfriend. And I was the only person laughing in that movie theater. Like I thought, anyways, we can get into it later, like specifically, but I want to tee up the movie first. So Joker is the um, 
directorial drama directorial debut by for Todd Phillips or would you count War Dogs as a drama or like drama comedy? This is definitely a drama. It's a, it t- takes on serious themes, mental health, um, abuse. Yeah, like a, a lot more than that there, but that's what I got for now. <laughs> and um, just want to talk about Joker. So Matt, maybe we can start with you. What were your thoughts on the movie Joker? Okay, my thoughts on Joker. This might be a bold statement, but... I think it's nothing short of a masterpiece. Nice. Um, I read so much about the movie before I went in to see it, and my expectations were really high, especially like reading that Todd Phillips was inspired by like Martin Scorsese movies and the way he was going to shoot it. And during the movie, I was like blown away. I was like stunned by the performance by Joaquin Phoenix and. I had goosebumps like during several scenes in the movie yeah. and when I left the theater and the next day and I was thinking about the movie the whole time, even at work. And yeah, th- those are my like, that's my opening uh, yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Have you seen it more than once now or? I just seen it the one time. Okay. Sam. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are hating on it because they keep recalling old jokers like gotta move on yeah exactly so you have to take his rendition as its own and kind of forget um what uh like joker from dark knight heath ledger Ledger. oh my god i forgot his name (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna snip the this yeah like there are people are talking about heath ledger jack nicholson even like the joker jared leto jared leto and the the joker from the batman uh with adam west you know those are all totally different. Like it's like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix, I think honestly, that's probably an Oscar-worthy performance from him. He may get gypped again, probably. But I know it was amazing. Um, I loved how slow it was mm-hmm. at the beginning, uh, because it really built up how serious, um like his mental health wasn't how it played a role into everything he was doing. Right. They didn't just start off. All right. Here's some badass. Here's some like bad effed up guy. No, they showed you the entire, like, I want to say progression. Progression. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like you say slow, but like, I don't think there's a wasted scene in that movie. Mm -hmm. And Joaquin is in like every scene that Arthur, his character, Arthur Fleck is in every scene. And it's like, it's a beautiful build up to what eventually happens in the movie, which we can talk about in a bit. Of course. But I like there were no wasted moments in the movie in my opinion. The subway scene is definitely the turn in the movie, but until up until that point though I was loving every minute of it. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, like we discussed on our podcast but Sam, we could spend a whole day with Cliff Booth. I could spend a whole day with Joaquin Phoenix just watching him, not actually being with him, but just like the <laughs> character study genre movie, slow, nothing happens. I don't care. I was loving following him in his everyday routine. But that, yeah, that slow progression needed to be there for that movie. And everyone's saying that it was boring until the subway scene or until the last scene. Like that's complete bullshit. It was great all the way through. For what it was, for what they were trying to like show. Mm-hmm. One of my scenes that I liked a lot early on in the movie was I didn't even know Robert De Niro was in the movie first of all, so that was a nice surprise. But when he's 
um, doing his first night show or talk show, we see him. And then you see Arthur in the crowd. I knew that was a fantasy. I figured that it was going too well for him. And I did call that they were going to come back to that and he was going to clown him later on. Didn't think it was going to get that far where he took those actions in the final scene, which was an <laughs> amazing build-up. Murray? That was <laughs> phenomenal acting and everything about it. It was insane. Uh, yeah. But like I said earlier, I found myself laughing a lot during the movie. I found I thought it was tastefully handled where he tackles these heavy themes on like childhood trauma, um, domestic violence, uh, mental health. But he could see still put a humorous twist on it, I found. Yeah, I agree. And I find there's two different kinds of funny in the movie. Like, the first kind of funny would be, like, the scene where he's um, dressed up as a clown dancing for the sick children in the hospital and his gun that falls That was hilarious. In. That's, that's funny. Like, like most Slapstick. people are going to laugh at yeah. that. Now, there's also the funny, well, I mean, the dark funny where he... He there's he just finishing killing off one of his old coworkers and then his other coworkers there and you funny. don't that know if he's gonna kill him and and then he says like oh you were always nice to me so you know he's yeah. safe but like that's I mean it's a different kind of funny it's like that I call it like the Coen Brothers funny like mm-hmm. in Fargo or that dark humor yeah definitely dark humor yeah. and it works though um, I want to say I like. I don't know. This is kind of what I took away from it in terms of his laughing condition, because it's a it's based on a real condition. I forget what it's called. I think it's like PBA. Okay. Um, where he he's basically laughing in in every um, uncomfortable situation, right? Right. Like situations he shouldn't necessarily. He shouldn't be laughing, be laughing in, in. Yeah. and that's kind of what we were doing, maybe in the theater. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to throw out that everyone's kind of like this in their own way. Yeah. Everyone has a hint of PBA. It's a good maybe. take. Yeah. We're also laughing because if we're uncomfortable, some of our react like is to laugh at like mm-hmm. stuff we don't necessarily, we don't want to think about. And you were saying when you introduced the movie, you're talking about m- mental illness, and that's mm-hmm. a very touchy and difficult subject to portray without. Mm-hmm. you know abusing like uh, without hurting anyone and like i was like i was devastated for our main character in the movie and i was oh yeah it's, it's a tragic it's tale. A very, it was hard to watch actually yeah that's what i'm gonna lead into it was very difficult and that's why i didn't go see it right away i won't be go like that's why i'm gonna wait a little before rewatching mm-hmm. it because it was it was hard one of the scenes that were one take I'm surprised they didn't really go at is the whole Joker thinking that Bruce Wayne or no um or what's his name again his father Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Wayne yeah. was his dad. I mean the age difference between the two wasn't that close wasn't that far off. There's no way he could have been his father. I was just waiting for Thomas Wayne to say, like, "Buddy, you're fifty some years old." <laughs> I don't know. That scene in the bathroom killed me. <laughs> it was such a funny scene. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy and the use of the word crazy too repetitively throughout the movie is kind of um kind of making it obvious that they're make taking a stand on calling someone with mental illness crazy yeah i agree um when you're talking about thomas wayne did, i want to ask you guys did you like how they incorporated the the wayne family in there like with bruce wayne as well I did personally, and I knew that he was so young during the movie, especially when you see him 
that there wasn't going to be any Batman element in it. So that was fine. And I knew going into it that it wasn't a superhero movie, not a Joker, Batman versus Joker. So I thought it was good. Um, and it relates it to what we know, the Gotham universe, um, maybe a different side of the Wayne family too. Yeah. So you the kinda, corporate I, elitists. Yeah. I guess, like I said, you have to take it as a, a standalone and completely forget all the other DC movies. But even, I don't know about the comic books as well, because uh, I don't know Batman and Joker were this far off in age because... I think that's just one take, like his take I on guess, Batman, I right? guess so. Because if you think about it, now Joker is going to be wreaking havoc for years until mm-hmm. Batman becomes Batman. But uh, in the original Batmans, that's not the case. Right. You know what I mean? I did kind of like the idea of them being related. Maybe that has been an iteration of Joker. I'm not well-versed on all the comic book adaptations of Joker. I thought that was kind of cool, but then when I saw that Thomas Wayne wasn't that old, like it, like that much older than him, like I said, it didn't make any sense to me. Um, also, was it confirmed that it's not his dad? No, but... You, you that, can't really say he didn't look that much older. He could honestly be 20 years older than him. 30 years older. I don't know. I didn't think so. What did you think, Matt? They never confirmed it. Age-wise, he could be his dad, but the way they... When you find out about the mother, basically, right. there's no way it's his dad. That's the mother true. is was insane and probably still is but that was yeah. I, actually that that reveal shocked me like when he goes to get the uh the, the files file. that was great shout oh out paper God. boy from atlanta in that scene too if you've oh, seen really? that show no i've never seen it so i hear funny. great things though oh, amazing show yeah but um, all one other thing i want to talk about in the movie was the music i thought it was like perfection yep just the score great and the score. soundtrack they chose and my favorite scene in the movie was after the subway killings, when he goes in that bathroom and then he kind of like looks at himself in the mirror and does like a little dance. And okay. that reminded me of Robert De Niro in Raging Bull a little when he's looking at himself. Seen that movie. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that later. All right. But it was just, that's when I was in the theater going, okay, I know I'm watching a great movie right now. And it doesn't okay. happen often. I mean, half the movies we see now are just action roller coasters, yeah. not like psychological dramas. That's a scene where I would have been extremely disappointed if he didn't kill those guys. The corporate jags at Gotham, at Wayne Enterprise. That that nobody really missed, right? Like, you could, like, as we're going along in the movie, the uh, the public opinion on, there's like, it's like two sides fighting each other. And I like mm-hmm. how they portrayed that, like, through showing news clips. And everything's from Arthur's point of view. So, yeah. they did that beautifully. Yeah. I agree. The more we're talking about it, the more I just want to go and watch it right away. <laughs> yeah, honestly, me too. I'm re-seeing yeah. these scenes in my mind's eye. Do you have anything to add on that? Uh, I love the dancing. Every time he'd kill someone, he'd go on into his own corner and start dancing. But um, how much weight did he lose for that role? And did you guys also notice something up with his shoulder? Like... It looked dislocated at a lot of points. I didn't notice, but he did look. Obviously, he lost a lot of weight there. there was yeah, like I, I read like he dangerously lost a lot of weight. Like it wasn't he was advised like not to go like that much, but like he shouldn't have done it all the way. He pulled a Christian Bale from The Machinist. I don't mm. know if you've heard of that. Like he he could have almost died actually. Same with the uh, Michael Fassbender in Hunger. He almost like starved himself to death. Yeah. Write, write these movies down. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay, so <laughs> I, I just want to bring it back to when you said you could follow Joaquin Phoenix. Like, there's two movies mm-hmm. where you're following him pretty much the whole movie, and they were both great movies. Her okay. from 2013. Yeah. He's rocking and, the stash, I think. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like with it's like in a future. 
Uh, and then the other one is the master okay. from like 20, probably 12 or 13 again. You're equally good in those movies. And than really? in the Joker. Okay. Oh, I agree. Like those movies, different performances, but you can just tell how great of an actor Joaquin is. Yeah. Like he really is never gets out of character basically. No, exactly. Full commit for the whole production. Yeah. Pre and post. He remind you said Robert De Niro earlier. Like he reminds me of a new Robert De Niro cuz yeah, people know De Niro now from those stupid like comedies he does any movie now. <laughs> yeah. In the 70s and 80s he was the best actor there was and I'm not right. even joking. Awakenings? Have you seen that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I like own all his movies. My favorite actor of all time. Yeah, my dad's too actually. But like if you just watch Taxi Driver yeah, and then watch that. Joker, it's like <laughs> Todd Phillips was inspired by that movie. Right. So leading up to the last scene, well, maybe that last scene, Joaquin killing Robert De Niro is him taking on that mantle. Who knows it? <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm here to take your crown. I don't know. But um, so for that scene specifically, found it obviously the, the climax of the movie, the most intense scene in the movie I was kind of, I could see how, like some people were worried about going to see this movie, right? Based on the Dark Knight Rises theater incident. So I could see how in a scene like that, that could maybe entice someone who has a plan of action to perform an act of violence. Did you feel like that watching the movie at all? Did that even not cross your mind? It crossed somebody's mind because the theaters in the States had like uh, more police in the air like they had uh, police officers in the theaters so yeah they were very scared of that you think that's a valid comparison to make though that that scene itself could kind of justify like not really justify you see this character taking out his anger on some a celebrity that could maybe push someone to um commit a similar act and that's i think why this movie's getting some criticism too while it's being praised and i'm commending it as well there's also the other side of the coin where in that movie, it's kind of seen as seen as acceptable to take out your anger on high society. It's it's the age old argument of do movies cause violence yeah, in the real world? We can be here all night talking about that. In my opinion, no, it doesn't. It's not going to cause people to go out and do that. That's dumb. Well, I certainly hope not. Right? I, I I whoever is for thinks that no, okay, they were so just scared just because of the culture the in America right now is a little like there's more shootings than normal. They're just a little more cautious now. And anything that might like spark a little more violence, they're a little fearful. No, no comment. No, I never really even thought about the, okay. um, something actually going down in person. But uh, okay, well that's good. I mean, I guess I'm the only weird one here. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a question for both of you, just quickly. The uh, the neighbor character. I don't know mm. why, but I did not see that twist coming. No, me neither. I don't know why it I didn't was, see it coming. It it's obvious. Great twist. Yeah. yeah, to me the whole time I'm like, why is she with this guy? It makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, that was when, a great when, twist. When he just like, when he just finished killing the, the people in the subway, right? He goes straight, straight to into her place. They start like making out in this. And I'm like, is this, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was real. I was like, okay, he's, he's very confident like, right he's now. He's taking on this new persona and just running with it basically right from the subway to the bathroom where he's dancing and just he is the joker and even now. when she was with him at the hospital yeah escalated so and... quickly were there other scenes though like little shots of them being together like on little dates here and there though yeah, yeah like on like, the street right yeah. okay 
And then they're all imagined. They come but back. But no to one's later. talking to her when she's with them. No one's like there are signs. Like when we're gonna rewatch it, we're gonna be like, oh, of course. Like no one's even glancing at the girl, or it's obvious. Right. No, that was a great twist for sure. One of my friends that I watched the movie with didn't even know it was uh, a twist. Like I don't know how he didn't pay attention to the the when they were like looking back and how she actually wasn't there. Um, he was so confused. He's like, "What? Wait, she wasn't with them?" I'm like, no, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we can all we all agree on great movie, one of the best of this year, Oscar worthy performance. I hope so because, like, if Heath Ledger gets nominated for Dark Knight, you have to nominate Joaquin Phoenix for so, yeah. for Joker. I mean, he's in, like I said, he's in every scene of the movie. He's, yeah. There's going to be other great performances this year, but are they going to be better than his? Mm, I don't know. What do you guys think about um, how he murdered his mom? Like I mean, that scene in particular when he suffocated her with the with the pillow, because yeah. we didn't talk about that. It was a pretty, raw. I yeah. thought it was brutal. And yeah. like the the quote he says before killing her, like you hear it in the trailer all the time, and I'm like, I wonder when it's gonna come up in the movie. And it's right before he. What is it again? Do you remember? It's like no. you. I always looked at my life as like a tragedy, but now I realize it's a right. comedy. Yeah, and he like yeah. Smothers her that with, was this, wild. with the pillow. No, I thought like again, like I said, I had chills during the movie like i was like i know i'm witnessing a great movie and it yeah. doesn't happen a lot and i'm glad it happened for the joker i probably probably won't happen again this year i don't know yeah. if i'm gonna see a better movie than joker and yeah. what surprised me was todd phillips coming from a comedy background hangover due date road yeah. trip exactly old school old school yeah uh usually directors don't transition really well well he did a great job and i hope he keeps going the uh the, the drama route he's probably going to right like i feel like like actors directors want to just get to drama that's where well that's where you get the awards exactly, yeah, exactly which is kind of i don't know that's another topic of debate so i guess while we're on the topic of great performances this year i would have to shift this over to you matt for this year are there any other performances you would put in consideration with joaquin's as far as unbelievable lead performances, but Sam too, if you have any like Cliff Booth in turn, in, like this year, <laughs> yes, or all 20, time? 2019, 2019, 2019 hmm. strictly. Me, there aren't that many. I mean, The Rock and Hobbs and Shaw, I don't think is gonna cut it. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about like serious performances or performances of like actors in action movies, but like for serious movies, like Brad Pitt this year killed it because not only was he Cl- Cliff Booth. In uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but in I went to see Odd Ostra, yeah, and he was great into that totally different performance. Yeah. Uh, but like those are the two ma- those are like the two dramas I saw this year. But everything else was a superhero or a comedy, mm-hmm. and yeah, like Woody Allen, uh, sorry Woody Harrelson was great in Zombieland too. Oh, but like you saw it? I, I can't I can't even compare that to Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Are the Zombielands good? I haven't Zombie, seen any I've of seen them. Zombieland one I, so many. times. I mean, times. I had a couple beers when I was watching nice the second one, so I was too. laughing the nice. whole time. You have to, yeah. Yeah, uh, but sorry, but like I haven't other. I haven't seen all the serious movies that are coming out yet because they usually come out November, December, right? For Just Oscar season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like you said, Cliff Booth is what I can think of on the top of my head. Also, Leo in, in Once Upon a Time, both great, great yep. performances, probably going to get nominated, I feel, for something. 
So on the topic of superhero movies that I want to talk about with you guys as well, there are three Marvel movies this year, in my opinion, probably the strongest overall year for Marvel where all their movies they released were great movies. And I want to talk about um, Robert Downey Jr. as his final performance, possibly as Iron Man. I thought it was unbelievable. He was the star of the show. I, I totally agree. It was fantastic. And if if they nominate him, That'd I be wouldn't be surprised. Amazing. And I thought I thought all the actors in Endgame did well. I, we're not going to talk about Endgame too long because there's already a show on that. I no, no, there isn't. And we're going to talk about it a lot. Oh, <laughs> there was a I'm show before the movie came out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what it was. But no, okay. I do want to talk about those movies a bit there. Oh, yeah. After seeing, I've seen Endgame maybe four times now. <sighs> nice. And honestly, <laughs> like it doesn't get, it gets better every time really? I watch okay. it. Because I know exactly what to expect and I focus on all the things I've missed. And his performance is probably the best thing in the movie. And yeah. that last shot of him is bone chilling. Unbelievable, yeah. So yeah, um, well, Basam and I, you've seen it twice now? Uh, one and a half. Okay. That's the Damn. thing. So that's the thing with me. I saw Infinity War nine times. <laughs> I, ca- I counted, yeah. Wow. I, uh, wow. I, think, uh, okay. I think Infinity War is better than Endgame, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree. Honestly, Infinity Wars has a much better flow and pace. Mm. I find, yeah. and it's like there, it just it flies by. I also like Infinity War more than Endgame. Just to clarify, I did love Endgame way more the second time because I remember the when we saw it in theaters the first time, we're at like hour and at least the hour mark where you turned to me like. I don't know how I feel about this. That was when yeah. Thor was playing Fortnite, I... for God's <laughs> sakes. And I felt exactly the same way. See, I think there were little things in the movie. <laughs> not even... You could call them big things in the movie that, that pissed me off. Was Fat Thor. I hated Fat Thor. I could, I, and a lot of people love Fat Thor. I, I couldn't wrap my head around Fat Thor. I'm like, ah. It was funny for the first couple minutes. Yeah, but I wanted the, exactly. him to shave some pounds. and get. When the thunder came for the final fight scene, I thought for sure he was going to get back into shape. Yeah, and then um, also, like we knew that the movie would was gonna be resolved with with like time travel and whatnot, but uh, it's it's a really risky thing to do with uh, in movies time travel because one thing that's like one thing that's off is how um, they keep going back and forth, but. Uh, nothing gets interrupted in the in the time space continuum. N- I don't know. Maybe that's. I can't really explain it. I can't wrap my head around it. But I can explain it. It's <laughs> they try to explain it. That's the, the, the explanation is confusing. They're all they're saying is, oh, it's going to create its own timeline, but which poses twenty more questions. The, uh, every time travel movie I've seen. You can ask a hundred questions like, well, if they did this, like Terminator, Back to the Future, mm. Looper timeline all the uh, that's like great an obscure movie. movie looper i've seen it actually. looper yeah but there's so <laughs> many questions movie. like it logically doesn't make sense actually right. yes i like looper too way better than the last jedi hey ryan um, johnson now i've i've the my my opinion on last jedi now is extremely disappointing we'd, we'd need derek here for that one <laughs> to, i can't remember is he pro or against he's, no he's, he'd be agreeing with you right now oh uh, the more i think about it i get angry we'll stick to the, uh, the marvel okay. movies for now <laughs> No, but it didn't make sense, especially when when Cap went into that other uh, at the end there. Uh, yeah, into that other realm. What happened to the Cap of that realm? The, you just kind of have to assume what maybe he killed him or something. <laughs> you you just accept it exactly. I 
you're not going to get answers to all the questions, right? But you have to take it with a grain of salt that it's a fitting ending. Not necessarily the one I wanted for Cap specifically, wherein that's a character I would have much rather see die over Iron Man. But Iron Man's death was perfect. And then Cap taking on the Thor um, hammer. Like, that was the scene no, where that I was amazing, jaw yeah. dropped. That was an un- unreal scene. There were a lot of jaw-dropping scenes in that movie. Um, like you said, I think uh, Iron Man's death was amazing. How he, he was the sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care for Cap's one last dance. I don't know about Me neither, you. But, but the final shot, yeah. 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 And they, and they ran it with it throughout, like, all the movies. I know. That's why right? they did it that way, right? They had a bunch of endings shot, and that's the one they chose because they called back to it a bunch of times, right? Like they should, There was an ending. I saw a video that where Cap gets, like, his head decapitated by Thanos, which wouldn't have mind seeing that. Yeah, honestly, 100%, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded seeing that either. Um, that fight scene, I wish, was a little longer, though, to be honest. The 3v1, that could have been, like, a 20-minute scene. Just seeing those three take on a uh, uh, different Thanos, a less tamed, more just um, abrasive fighting style too. But it was awesome. And I think to me, the movie picked up on the time traveling. Not to bring it back to that for too long there, but that's when it picked up for, for me. Because up until that point, I'm like, okay, hey, let's, get, let's get it going here. Even the first few scenes where Thanos gets his head chopped off threw me off completely. Same here. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily like it. Even the second time, it was a little off, but the second time, I enjoyed the movie so much more. I think I guess I'd have to see it like nine times to see if I like it as see, much. You know, that's as the thing. I'm not tempted to watch it again, to be honest. Maybe down the road, but uh, ah, you will. I, I know I will for sure, but not nothing like Infinity War. I don't want Infinity War. Infinity War to me is still better. Uh, Flows start to finish. Uh, the The start of the scene sets the tone for what kind of movie it's gonna be. Like we covered it ex- in ex- well, um, the last uh, time we talked about Marvel movies there. Um, I want to say this. I think Interstellar ruined it for me when it comes to time travel movies because nothing will ever beat the factual theories and... But that's not factual, though. Like, if we're coming... We're talking about time travel, that's no no more factual. It's all based off... No, 100%, man. (laughs) It's all based on on straight-up real theories. And there are no, like... Unpro- uh, completely unproven though like still at the end of that movie you still have a bunch of questions you have a bunch of questions but it made sense how you know what i'm trying to say i just rewatched. i, I actually rewatched interstellar last week and i love that movie so good. and yeah, me too. The, 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 the ending with the black hole like nobody knows and it's like we don't a, it's kind of a cop-out but a like bit, everything like basan was saying everything else like you can like go in the wormhole and theoretically like bend time to like it's no fourth, it's fourth dimensional it, shit it's true <laughs> yeah i'm not an expert but I, like yeah. i've done a lot of reading on the movie but i guess that, i haven't done that's an older reading. movie yeah. it's not 2019 so um just to cover marvel the last two movies of this year captain marvel was the first one pleasantly surprised um i don't think i talked about this on any of my pods so i can go into it for a bit there there's the shift in the movie comes when we find out that the scrolls aren't villains. That was a great twist for me because up until that point, I, w- I wasn't really loving the plot necessarily. And like, why are we hunting these aliens? What have they done really? And I don't know. It was like, where are we heading with this? So that was a great flip on probably a, the classic comic book story. So I thought that was a great twist. And Cat Marvel was all right. I mean, I wasn't really into her at first, but she grew on me as the movie went on. 
And Samuel L. Jackson was great. I, I thought it was a really fun, entertaining movie, but nothing... It wasn't better than what I'd previously seen, and that was expected because it's just an origin story introducing a character required viewing for to, before watching Endgame, and I didn't think twice about it after watching it. I'll, it's probably a movie I'll only watch the one time. Mm, yeah, me too. I've only seen it the one time. And her, just to bring it back quickly to Endgame, her usage in Endgame was perfect, I found. They didn't overuse her at all. If anything, they underused her, but it was done well, in my opinion. I don't really care for her that much. I think yeah. she's way too overpowered. Um, it's such an OP character. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Like she just has a the bit tesseract of or... she has a bit of the tesseract in her, yeah. right? And someone with a gauntlet, I feel like she could take down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And her haircut was shit. In uh, in, 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 in yeah, it was a tough look. <laughs> uh, again, I don't really care for her. She's just there and whatever. All right, then we can quickly move on. Then, then there's Far From Home, which I thought was a great um, comedy. Like, um, coming of age, even for Tom Holland and Zendaya, who I didn't really care for in Homecoming, but I thought she was great in this movie. I love their story together, too. Thoughts? Yeah, my uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, my favorite part was that whole coming of age, like, high school field trip vibe. Like, yeah. kind of like, a, it felt to me a bit like a John Hughes movie. Like, that, like, whole, like, joking around and, like, he trying to get the girl and, like, the whole scene on the airplane was great. Like, yeah, I liked yeah that a lot and then the twist actually i didn't see that coming actually and i was pleasantly surprised Ah, come on i I know i I go in and i try not to think about what i'm what to expect i just go in like and play dumb as as to enjoy the movie good approach for sure um i loved far from home um i just want to say a round of applause for marvel and sony on agreeing yeah on something because if nothing was going to be agreed upon i don't know i don't know what i would have done uh <laughs> the twist though i didn't see it coming either wait what twist are you talking about mysterio being a villain oh, okay that i saw coming <laughs> yeah. i thought you were talking about <laughs> no maybe not a twist but like a reveal like uh an expert like just the exposition of what's going on i wasn't really thinking of that okay i wasn't sure if it was real or not to be honest um I saw it coming that Mysterio was a villain, definitely in the bar scene. I was hoping he wasn't, though, the whole time. And you know going into it that Mysterio is traditionally a villain. But I would have been okay with him being a protagonist, working with um, Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Bassam. That would have been the biggest L to Marvel Studios, losing Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's their superstar going forward, especially teeing him up to be the next iron man which i'm I, so excited for that yeah i found that they handled that super well him struggling with the loss of his mentor and not feeling good enough to take on his role and the responsibilities is relatable as like something we go through every day like even at work when you're asked to do a little exactly. more you're not sure if you can do it but well not for me but you know <laughs> anyways uh, I, I i loved how they i hated it at first but now i'm, I'm appreciating it how they revealed his identity I was so confused with that, but now it's basically like you said, they're teeing him up to be the next Iron Man. Um, the way he was fixing his suit and, and the way he was making his suit in the ship. When the, ACDC comes, you already yeah. know what kind of music's coming on. 100%. Awesome. Uh, and and Tony Stark can't be, uh, what's it called? Replaced or killed? 
I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Just gave you two good options. No, he has big shoes to fill. Yeah. I mean, no one can replace Tony Stark. And I didn't even think about that at the ending when they reveal his identity. But, like, yeah, now now he will, like, everyone's going to know who he is, and he's just going to roll with it, I think. Um, what did you, did you see the second end credit scene? Of course. That, like, threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, <laughs> now it's, like, getting into, like, intergalactical territory with, like, Nick Fury and all that. Yeah, I think that was the first one though. The second one was the reveal, no? Or right? Anyways, oh, I, the, the scroll, the matter, scroll yeah. reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, now you have a million other possibilities now, like m- more movies, basically. Oh yeah. There were scrolls. In- that was one of the post-credit scenes where we see Nick Fury and um, Maria Hill. Or actually, it wasn't them at all during the whole movie. It was the scrolls from Captain Marvel. Who were taking on their characters? They're just acting like them. While that's in, that's in Captain Marvel. No, that's not in Spider Man. It's in Spider Man. It's the post credit scene. The second Spider Man. One of them. Yeah, it's the first one. This. Okay. Either either way, yeah. Or it might be the second one. You might be right. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's like damn, lost you there. Oh my god. I also want to say. I didn't like uh, what's his friend's name again? The fat guy. I forget. I hated that Emiliano. In- <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was, insignificant. Yeah, he was better in the first one. Yeah, for sure. I hated his role in this one with his girlfriend. His and girl- I th- you know what? Actually, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I, 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 I liked it. I thought actually. it was funny. Yeah. Um, Call back to like other movies where. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. Mysterio was great. I was kind of cheesed that they um, at the end how they. Portray, not portrayed but like framed peter to be the villain in that situation i hope that gets quickly resolved i don't really want him to be an outlaw but if he is i'm sure they'll figure out a great storyline for him i'm not too worried about that mm-hmm. um if they're gonna bring back the homie nacho from uh, better call saul as scorpion see if that's the next villain because i think now marvel has a chance to knock it out of the park and make spider-man the best overall trilogy for one of the Avengers, two for two so far, where the Sinister Six. Yeah, but I mean, like, in, as far as movies are concerned, for Spider-Man's trilogy, I think they have a shot at making this one the perfect trilogy. No, it, it for sure will be, and that's what they're doing uh, with the Sinister Six. So we know Scorpion, uh, Vulture, uh, definitely Doc Ock will somehow make an appearance. Mm. I don't female know or. Like in, in the uh, game, she was female. In Spider-Verse, she was female. Yeah. Great movie. No, in the game, sorry. In the, in the Spider-Verse, she was yeah. female. In the game, was male. My bad. Yeah. Um. Actually, that the guy who plays Scorpion is from Ottawa. Yeah, Michael Mando or whatever. Yeah, yeah. not sure. Oh, from Montreal. He's from Saul. Ottawa? Wow. I thought he was from Montreal. I thought he was from Montreal. I think he, I think he went to school here for a bit. Wow. Okay. But no, his big break was uh, Better Call Saul. He's, in, he's still in that. Good for him. Represent the six one three slash eight one nine. Nice. Eh, no, that's, that's yeah, good. No. Yeah, <laughs> five one four. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, no, putting on for sure. So how is DC gonna answer next year? They're not going. They gotta <laughs> stop making movies. A hundred percent. They got Wonder Woman coming they, out. Yeah, is that next year? Oh, 20, okay. I thought that was twenty twenty one. So actually, that's a movie I'm looking forward to. Is then Joker for next not year. considered DC? But that's not a superhero movie though. It's just a. It's like a character study on mental health. That's how I saw it, anyways. Um, I don't, and I don't want them to make a sequel to Joker. I just want to make that clear for myself. I'd leave it at that. Absolutely, it's got to remain 
Don't do not touch it, please. We don't want a hangover two situation, Todd Phillips. Or even or worse, a hangover three. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hangover two is brutal. If hangover two is brutal, hangover three is a dumpster fire. <laughs> I was crying in the theater because I didn't like. I don't know why I paid money to see Hangover three. I know Bradley Cooper like phoned in performance. Like he knew I'm getting my paycheck. I don't want to be here. A hundred percent. That's an all-timer. Those two movies clock in on my worst movies all time. I didn't know there was a Hangover 3. <laughs> Wait. There's my point. <laughs> I know 2 was in Thailand. Where was 3? It's back to Vegas. They brought it back to the uh, roots. I don't think I watched it. Ten toes down. <laughs> Terrible movies. But yeah. So I guess that, that's good for Marvel for this year anyways. So looking forward to next year. While we're on topic, Marvel 2020, there's two, two movies there's uh, Black Widow and Eternals. The Eternals. Out of the two, uh, for me, it's pretty obvious which one I'm most excited for. I want to hear your guys' takes on which you're most looking forward to. But Sam, we'll start with you, actually. I'm most looking forward to Black Widow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that, but... You're looking for... So Eternals, uh, I didn't even know they were uh, Marvel characters. Because there's, I'm going to say thousands <laughs> that they can pick from. To make movies, I didn't. Even, I guess yeah, an origin story would be cool to watch. But I'm looking forward to seeing Black Widow because uh, she was always, I want to say, the C-list character in all Marvel uh, films. B-list, May, yeah, maybe B-list. And I, I, I do want to see an entire film dedicated to her. And and uh, there were glimpses of how her origin of how she was like um, trained as a, I want to say Russian. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Spy or whatever. Is her character not supposed to be Russian, though? Maybe. I'm not too sure. She is Russian. She's Russian? Yeah, okay. I just want to see more of her origin story. Something dedicated entirely to her. They probably pull some cool shit out of there. They got David R. Boer Definitely. in there, too. So that's I'm also looking forward to see the, uh, the Downey Jr. cameo in there. Mm. Iron Man's going to make a cameo in there. I'm is that sure. confirmed, or you think you're just guessing? No, I heard he is. Okay, right on. Matt, I'll keep this brief. The Eternals is what I'm looking forward to the most because I know nothing about it. Black Widow, I kind of have expectations. I already know the character. I've seen her in six movies, but the Eternals, I, I'm, I don't even gonna, I'm not even gonna watch a trailer. I won't read anything about it. I do not know anything about mm. it, which is why I'm excited because I know Marvel is just gonna knock it out of the ballpark. Yeah, that's all. To me, I'm approaching Eternals. That's the one I'm most looking forward to, if that wasn't clear. Um, is I'm seeing it as another Guardians of the Galaxy. All-star cast already. And we know what Marvel can do with characters we have. We know nothing about, like Matt said. I know nothing about these people. But I'm extremely looking forward to it. And I know they got Richard Madden, who's Rob Stark, Rip. Um, Kit Harington is in there as well. Jon Snow, the homie. They got Angelina Jolie, my guy Paperboy again, big shout out. A few other actors. They have um, the guy from Silicon Valley who's in a lot of stuff these days. Stuber, that guy. Stuber? Oh, <laughs> no, he's the, in the, the movie Stuber. Sick. Yeah, that guy. The Indian guy? Yeah, the Indian. I don't uh, know his name. Kumal? Kumal. Yeah. God, he's hilarious. But they're, now they're going to make him some superhero, so he's probably getting jacked right now. But um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that movie. Avoiding trailers, I feel like, is going to be very difficult in this day and age of social media and technology. And like, I get all my news there, so it's going to be hard to miss. 
Um, but I'm not going to read up on it, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to Black Widow, though. I think it'll, it'll probably be a good movie. Um, it's 2021 that they have more coming out with the Disney Plus shows as well coming. So I'm looking forward to all of that stuff. Marvel, they just don't miss. The winning streak will never end. Agreed. And that's what I'm scared of is in maybe in the future, if when they will miss, because it's inevitable. Like Jesus they can't... is king, prime example. <laughs> What's going to happen? Is it going to be one miss and then another, and then we're just going to get tired of them? And that's a whole different conversation. But right now, I know I think we got at least a couple more years, two, three years of Marvel awesomeness. But I dread the moment where it's going to be like, even I'm going to say, oh, you know what? It's enough. Yeah, that's a great point. Are we going to start getting tired of these movies? No, we will inevitably. I think so. For sure. That's like in everything. In look at like the history of cinema. It all goes through like phases like that. Music too. Same thing. There you go. Yeah. Migos on the on the downslide. Um, they were always on the decline. Yeah, but they had their little moment though. A couple of years. Yeah. So Marvel 2020 covered that. What about 2020 in general? Are there any movies you're looking forward to? You mentioned Wonder Woman 1984. 84. I thought that was 2021. That's it's, definitely it's, something it I'm looking November, forward to. It says November 19, November next year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that movie. Thought I really enjoyed the first one. Um, I don't know what you guys thought of it there. I thought it was a great DC movie. Um, probably their best one, to be honest, out of the... Yeah, but saying the it's school. their but saying it's their best one is like saying it's not saying that much. Like, let's be fair. I like the ties to historical battles and like World War One and stuff. I always enjoy those um, references yeah. and tie-ins in superhero movies or any genre really, where they involve include some fictional into real life events. I'm a big fan of that, and I thought the execution in Wonder Woman was really good. And I thought she was really good as Wonder Woman. And um, Chris Pine was good in that movie. I heard he's coming back for the movie somehow. Maybe as flashbacks there. But I, I liked his character. So if I were to go uninformed 2020, that'd probably be my pick. But I can look up something real quick. Do you guys have anything you're looking forward to off the top? Um, off the top, I'm looking forward to uh, Bad Boys. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. That's just going to be something. It's not like it's going to be... An amazing film where you leave and you're like, oh my god, this was amazing, Oscar worthy. I'm just looking forward to the the banter the banter of it, you know. Yeah, it looks very entertaining, and I saw the trailer for the third one, and it looks like Will Smith stepped off the set from Bad Boys Two to the third <laughs> one because he doesn't age, and then Martin Lawrence looks kind of rough. I'm not gonna lie, and it <laughs> makes me a little sad because he's I love his character, and I will go see it just because I like the other two. And I think 2020, there's going to be a lot, again, a lot of sequels, a lot of like... Coming se- to America? A lot of sequels oh, to yeah. movies from the 80s, and they're oh, finally okay. getting their sequels. So there's Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. That's like 25 years later. Yeah. No, Are yeah, they bringing back Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is in it, yeah. But it's that whole trend of have the existing characters in the movie, but they're kind of ushering the new generation of characters kind for like that franchise. Kind of like a Force Awakens style. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We got another James Bond sequel. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I thought he was done with uh, that role, but apparently they offered him a lot of money, so why turn that down? And Daniel Craig, well, obviously to me, I haven't seen all the old um, James Bond adaptations. We saw um, 
did we watch? Goldeneye the other day. I actually enjoyed it a lot. That was a good uh, movie. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, that was really good. They got they had Sean Bean in there. No spoilers, but I called that that scene was not the end for his character. So I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but uh, he was good in that. I thought that was a really good movie. Um, I saw it quickly, just looking it up, A Quiet Place 2. So I wonder what they're going to do with that. If it's going to be prequel, sequel, I don't know. New family? Maybe, yeah. And then bring in Emily Blunt's character as like a hardened survivor in that world. Who knows? I'd be okay with that. Um, I have a question for both of you. I'm looking at all the movies, and they're literally all sequels or remakes. Mm, and crap. how does that make you guys feel? Would you Would you want to see original content more or these movies more um here's the thing i haven't seen a lot of these like ogs like i haven't <laughs> and you're gonna get kill me for this. i haven't seen top gun me neither <laughs> so I'd, it, like, i like yeah, tom like, cruise you know, yeah, yeah no but i i do like this question because um it'll make me go watch the og one yeah. and then i'll watch the, the the sequel right away i also haven't seen blade runner and I really want to see Me the neither. new Blade Runner. I haven't seen either of them. Yet. So yeah, these are these are little trips. See, I'm right there with on. you. It's all good. Uh, so I don't know. I do. I, I like how the I like how they're sequels because now we can go back and watch. Yeah. I just watched The Shining two weeks ago, and now I'm ready for Doctor Sleep. Good timing because I hear Doctor Sleep getting early critical praise. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. See, just watching those oh, trailers yeah. did not no, make me want to no, see no, it. No, no, not just like Stephen King said it was amazing, but he says that about all his adaptations now. <laughs> But no, no, it's getting good praise. Okay, good. All right. And I've read the book and it's phenomenal. Really? Okay. I also want to take us on a, a little I want to time travel here. Okay. Um, twenty. I think 2021 is the next one. I, everyone forgot about Avatar, but they're lining up oh, like... Oh, man. That's, I'll believe it when I see they're it. They're lining up the like the next four or five of them no, they've been all saying, the way up until 2027. They've been saying that <laughs> since like 2002. 10 i think i don't know man i need an actual i need a trailer or something but i don't know i i loved avatar i'm oh, looking forward to I seeing loved avatar. the next few it's like my mom's favorite movie yeah. i think or one of them but don't quote me but i think what's happening is cameron's like trying to invent this new technology to make like for the second one and i think he keeps like discovering more stuff he can do so he's like oh if i just wait a year this will be perfected and i can do this and then new stuff keeps getting invented and he he's not he can't like just pick it and can't shoot settle. it exactly, okay. and he loves technology. Like that's his his passion is creating new ways of doing things, and I think he's getting too much into that. And now he's he's not a young guy, so no. I don't know if anyone can tell him like to stop. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants. It's like the George Lucas syndrome. Yeah, no one's telling George Lucas take that out of the movie. So to answer both your questions at the same time, Avatar universe, I'm all for it. But like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. I loved Avatar one. Um, yes, I would want to see more avatars and I'm not really someone who's afraid of sequels. If it's a movie I really like, obviously I'm a little iffy where I'm expecting it to be good. And if it's not as good as the first one, it's disappointing, but I definitely do want to see the sequel Jurassic world prime example of that. I really liked the, the new movie in 2015, but the 2017 movie was like one of the worst movies I've seen in my life or 2018 movies, whatever fallen kingdom, right? That's where you fall into Good first movie, bad sequel. And now I'm, um, do I want to see the third one? I'll probably still go see it, but it I don't have high expectations for it. I think what Matt's saying is sequels that are that are brought in like years and oh, years okay, okay. after. Right? That was more your question. Yeah, I wanted because 
Like I've seen all these. Like I watch an, a stupid amount of movies, and I don't recommend doing that. It's uh, yeah. Raging Bull, though. It's on the list. No, but like, do you? Does it? Is it gonna make you discover the original? Well, it like, could. You... It should have because I wanted to watch Blade Runner when Blade Runner twenty forty nine dropped, and I still haven't gotten to it though. But how do you feel about that? All this stuff, like, oh, now I gotta go watch the original. Like, well, would you if rather? If it's a good movie, I'd want to go okay. back for sure. So it's a good thing because it yeah. makes people rediscover yes. the classic. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And then it's trying to cash in, obviously, on all the adults that seen it as a, that have seen them as yeah. a child. It's but, another revenue stream. But I'm, look, stream I'm right looking there. at the 2020 list, and it's all like that, and that, that make me a little sad. The only one that's not like that is a Christopher Nolan that movie. I was just gonna say with, Tenet. Or? Yeah, Tenet with John David Washington, Denzel's son. Oh yeah, and yeah. Oh, he wow. was in okay. uh, he was in Black Klansman. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, he's it's really that, good. That was last year, right? Last year, okay. Spike Lee. Yeah, and he's yeah, honestly he's going to be as good as his dad. Wow. Well, okay, that's Heard a bold statement. That's a bold statement. His dad is like one of a kind. But uh, yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and they don't give anything away in it, which I love. I like cryptic trailers where they don't give you much, but just because it's Christopher Nolan, people are going to go see it, right? And uh, he doesn't need to give us anything. Then again, Dunkirk didn't give us much. Ha- still haven't seen that. And uh, <sighs> I didn't pretty, like it. pretty disappointing is from what I heard. Yeah, it was a PG-13 war movie. That's all I'm going to say. It should have had. It should have been depicting... That, that was my biggest critique. It was There was no blood in the movie. And it's depicting war. I, I, was, I was expecting a Saving Private Ryan, and I didn't get it. Especially when it's Christopher Nolan, too. You expect... Some sort of standard to be met. But on the topic of sequels to... Um, now we're not going as far back, but we're looking at a beloved television series. Critically acclaimed, in my opinion, GOAT. Best show of all time. Breaking Bad. So the El Camino... The long-rumored and um, mystic... Or, yeah, mysterious, I should say. Breaking Bad movie. Is it going to happen? We got it. El Camino. The best part about it was... They didn't really show any like, no like the trailers, and there wasn't. It just came out. Right, there was a skinny Pete interrogation scene, which I'm glad wasn't in the movie. That was the best thing they could do. They they promoted the movie perfectly, you know, by not promoting it too much. So and it just came out of nowhere. I just want to ask, just start off the discussion there. What were your thoughts on the movie? Was this movie necessary? And did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I looked at it as maybe like not a movie, but like two extra episodes to watch of Breaking Bad. And I looked at it that way and I was very happy with the result. And I thought Aaron Paul was phenomenal. Agreed. Um, I was hoping to God that it wouldn't ruin Breaking Bad for me because a lot of times, um, like you said, sequels just ruin the the original mm-hmm. um it was very much something that i'm like okay i don't mind watching this it's just kind of what happened right after mm-hmm. it didn't ruin breaking bad for me i enjoyed most of it i liked how a lot of it was flashbacks mm-hmm. um and uh yeah no i, I don't think i'd watch it again mm-hmm. but i like how they wrapped it up it definitely didn't ruin breaking bad for me but it took me about 30 35 minutes to really get into it because up until that point up until the fake cops show up i wasn't sure where we were going with this and what's the point to this movie and i was kind of starting to worry but then it picked up a lot especially when we discovered that those cops were not cops i knew he was going to get out of that situation because he kind of just got out of a a shitty situation like you're not going to see him get captured again that would have been bad i think 
And, um, yeah, the Wild West shootout scene was the peak of the movie for me, and that was unreal finale for me. It was my favorite scene, too. Oh, hands down. And I thought it closed that chapter on that on Jesse Pinkman, and I thought it did it beautifully without... And it wasn't, like, an over-the-top, you know, big-budget spectacle, like, car... Like, it was very... It's quiet, just like the show, and I really enjoyed it. Big Alaska plug too, loved that. That was great, start and finish. But um, yeah, they did a great job of like uh, reintroducing characters from the show through flashbacks and through and not through flashbacks. Uh, the last one being Robert Forster, who actually like R- passed. R.I.P. Yeah, because yeah, he's phenomenal in uh, Jackie Brown. Shout yeah, out yeah. to the Tarantino for- podcast. I, I, yeah, well, big time. Yeah. I actually forgot that he was in Breaking Bad. It's because I've seen Breaking Bad now three times. I'm coming to remember that. I haven't even watched. I've only seen the last season once. Is every time I stop after the, I actually watch like the first episode of season five. But I stop because I remember how the first time watching, I thought it was really dark, and I didn't really like seeing Jesse go through that dehumanizing process, which we see again in this movie. And I know like my mom wasn't a fan of that at all, and just watching a couple of scenes with me, like she wasn't a fan of that that I, that that was in the movie still. Mm-hmm. So those scenes were tough to watch and it makes it even more rewarding when Jesse gets his revenge against those two characters that if I'm remembering correctly were not in the show. Like the the welder couldn't stand that guy first of all so good good job on the performance but holy this guy biggest alpha male in the world apparently this guy I don't know I just couldn't stand him. Um what else do I have on that? Yeah, I know I'm Good ending for Jesse. I was fired up. And Skinny Pete and Badger were good, too. I was glad Walt was in it, too. I wasn't sure. I hadn't read anything. I didn't even know if he was going to be in the, the movie. But it was a good little scene there. Um, What was I going to say? I completely forgot what I was going to say. The, the, the Brian Cranston cameo, the best part about that was it was a flashback. And it's for fans that will remember. It's like, oh, it takes place after the episode where they were stranded in the RV. And they're like... They're hungry as heck and, and they're super thirsty. Like it's just like a little fan fan servicing right there. And I really liked it. And then like Aaron Paul's acting like the Jesse in season one. Mm-hmm. And you know, using his catchphrase. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, and I was when, waiting for when it. He said too. Bitch, that yeah. was perfect. I died laughing. Like, that was funny. But like the flashbacks with Todd were terrifying. Because that Todd. character, yeah, uh, he gained a little bit of weight, huh? Yeah. But uh, no, that was scary, like to be <laughs> he brings honest, him to his apartment and you see a dead body so i wasn't sure where he was going with that i kind of thought he was like maybe gonna rape him or something because when he was like oh it's just the two of us alone for the weekend i was like yo where are you going with this man like, i wouldn't be surprised i would not have wanted to see that so you guys reminded me that's what i was gonna talk about todd um i don't know about you guys but i really like him as a character <laughs> because he's how, how how do i say this like his whole he gives off this vibe of um stupid bad you know what i mean like he's very ignorant slash innocent to what he's doing like because he seems like a nice guy he's like hey jesse you want some soup like mm. all this stuff i just need your help for this like like a, he's just, he seems like a super chill dude but he'll clap someone right in front of you yeah. without even thinking twice kid yeah yeah I don't know. I, I really like Todd as a he, character. He's kind of sinister in the way you don't know what he's going to do, too. We've seen what he's done in the show 
what is he going to do? Like, is he going to hurt Jesse more in the movie? I had no idea. It was kind of on the edge of my seat. Like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, just leave him alone. Yeah. You know? And like, and, and, and for how he explained killing the, uh, the Butler lady, he's just like, yeah, she found my cash. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uncle, whatever said that uh, you should keep that stuff close. So, you know, and then he had to kill her. Like that's yeah. such bullshit. No, he says things so matter-of-factly, and they're really, like, dark things. He's almost, like, not a sociopath. Well, maybe, because he doesn't... But then again, he cares about the other people's feelings. So. But he doesn't feel remorse for his he actions. He does not feel remorse, all. yeah. To him, they're justified. But So that falls under sociopath, I think. Quickly, back to what no you were saying on the treatment of Jesse at the end of, like, the, the last season of Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's really hard to watch, like, mm. with Todd and his uncle. Yep. Like that guy always plays villains. That actor, I forget his name, he's but like he's some, a, I saw him in something. He's else, a too. he's like he plays a real dirtbag in Breaking Bad, and uh, I I find I feel like Vince Gilligan like he wanted to do this movie to like for the for the fans that were like, well, you just left Jesse in a pit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. And he he did a good job. It was good in closure. Redeeming, yeah. yeah, exactly. Good closure for Jesse. Some and it wasn't yeah, and it wasn't too sucky like. Everything went right. Like it, it was. I thought they did a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. The nine one one scene was pretty funny. That I thought that was funny because I thought he had him. Like, oh, you're supposed to stay on the line. Then the cop rolls up and still flips on the cop though. So that was a good scene. Jackie Brown guy. Yeah, good. I knew. Like when Jesse was counting his money, I'm like, a he's gonna be short, and b. Robert Forster's character is not going to like, he's going to want the full amount. And I'm just like, Oh God. Yeah. Did you have an idea that that's what he was trying to do is to get to the vacuum guy? I hadn't even no idea. Like mind. that one, when, when we saw Robert Forster pop up on screen, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what they're like. They did a great job of always keeping us on our toes. Like what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I found. Yeah. Vince Gilligan goaded for sure. Better Call Saul as well. So that's another thing, though, that doesn't really tarnish the Breaking Bad universe. It just adds to it, I find. And he did that with this never movie, watched. too. Better Call Saul. You should, man. I think it, I haven't seen season four yet, but when just, it goes on Netflix, I'm going to. And they just, just get better. Yeah, wait till the series completes, then just binge watch it. That's mm-hmm. what I should have done. Yeah. That's the way to go nowadays. Um, Okay, but call, uh, bringing it back quickly to... Uh, we were talking... You mentioned The Witch earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, come this actually I think it's out now, but Robert Eggers' new movie just came out, The Lighthouse. Yeah, it's with, on Netflix, uh, right? No, no, in the, the small release in the theater. Hmm. It's but not on Netflix. I would have watched Netflix. it. Willem Dafoe and Robert Patterson. Mm, Pattinson. Okay. Pattinson. Okay. Pattinson. Yeah, that's supposed to be eerie and atmospherically scary. Okay. And it's in Sean Black and White, huh, okay. with a smaller aspect ratio, so you focus more on the characters. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most this year. But that's going. Is that gonna go out to theater and like theaters and like landmark and stuff? Or I think no, like it will like yeah. just less showings. But yeah, I know it's gonna be out. Okay, cool. So yeah, I guess we can close finish up by talking about upcoming movies for 2019, and then also like our favorite movies of the year. So is there anything else you're looking forward to in this year that you're aware of, anyways? Matt, uh, the first one is the, uh, Ryan Johnson's new movie, Knives Out. One, the cast looks, no. the cast looks phenomenal. Like 
you got Daniel, yeah, Craig, Daniel Chris Craig, Chris Evans, Tony Collette, Lakeith uh, Stanfield, also yeah, Atlanta, Christopher Plummer, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's just a murder mystery, basically. The thing is, though, like, I'm not to interrupt here, but it's, it's too bad it's not a rated R comedy. To be honest, like for me, PG thirteen comedies never really yeah. get me or that excited. But anyways, I'm still, it, I'm still probably gonna go. I'm see. a big fan of Ryan Johnson's movies, except for Last Jedi. Like his other three movies, I love, so I have high hopes. And then I guess it's a sucky answer, but like the one I'm looking forward to the most is the last Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. Because I just want like J.J. Abrams has it now, so I want to see what he does with it. And I know it's going to be completely different from the last one. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head of what's coming out in the next two months. To be honest, okay. um, what I'm looking forward to. This is not a movie, but I'm super looking forward to Rick and Morty season four. All right. So, yeah, for me, I'm looking forward to I'm just kidding. But there's... Um, Do you watch that? Dr. Sleep. I mean, that no, could yeah, be a movie Dr. for Sleep, you. There sure. You yeah, 100%. I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, so, me, it would definitely be Star Wars Rise of Skywalker going on December 20th. Can't wait. I'm... Um, I wasn't really looking forward to it at the start of the year, but now that it's getting closer, I'm obviously like Star Wars is one of my favorite franchises growing up. I grew up on Star Wars. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to wrap up this trilogy. And I hope they can do Luke, Leia, Han justice on how they sent, like how they basically killed off all those characters. Um, Carrie Fisher, RIP. That was not a planned um, character death, but they just had to adapt, I guess. But um, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with the characters. That I, I love a lot of the new characters. Like I'm a big fan of Ray, Kylo Ren, Poe. Finn was good in the first one. I didn't really like him that much in The Last Jedi there, but looking forward to see what they're going to do with that. And I want to see a lot more lightsaber action. Like That's what was lacking in, definitely in The Last Jedi. And uh, Force Awakens, you can get away with it because they're just discovering that they have the Force, so... That'll give them a pass. But Last Jedi had to have a lot more action, in my opinion. And a better plot. It's just a botched execution. Yeah, I think JJ will answer the call with Rise of Skywalker. And we will be... He's good at satisfying fans. Maybe not like the old fans of the old stuff. Like like Star Trek, but for his Star Trek movies. But um, there is one more movie I'm looking forward to, actually. And I can't believe I never... Th- I didn't think of it till now, but it's... Like, from my favorite film director of all time, Martin Scorsese. Mm, it's yeah. premiering on Netflix, though. That's right. why it's not as big a buzz. The Irishman. Now, you got, like, a director who's literally done, like, a great gangster movie in, in the 70s, maybe not in the 80s, in the 90s, the 2000s. Like, he's he's worked in, like, he's done movies for over 50 years, and he has, like, at so least 10 masterpieces. Along, so, this is another gangster movie by him with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. I mean... I'm beyond excited. All-star yeah. lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got half the, uh, two-thirds of the cast of Goodfellas, my favorite movie of all time. I was, so that's what I was just going to... I was trying to ask you what your favorite movie of all time was, and you just dropped yeah, that's it. That's your favorite uh, movie of all time? I have, I have my top ten. Like, I know... Off, off the top? Can you name them in order from ten to one? <laughs> ten to one? Because I'm Ooh. really curious. Okay, let me pull it up here. Nice. But, uh, Goodfellas uh, is definitely one of my favorites, oh, good, too. Goodfellas is so... Joe Pesci stole that for so me. So good. Yeah. Okay, okay, number 10. I mean, that the 10 to 5 is not really in order, but like... Okay, we're uh, transitioning from 2019 now to <laughs> old school. Okay, number 10 would be Christopher Nolan's Memento. 
Like oh, I yeah, absolutely movie. love that. Great That's movie. my favorite movie of his. Nice. His first. N- number nine is is uh, Roman Polanski's Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. Never seen that. Never heard of it. No. Number eight would be a French movie by Gaspar Noé, Irreversible. Irreversible. It's the movie's played backwards basically, and it's it's very hard. It's very disturbing, but great. Uh, number seven would be. Uh, Igmar Bergman's Cries and Whispers. Never heard of it. Uh, I know this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this list, though. I want I want some new movies okay, yeah. to watch. What okay. was it, though? Sorry, but Sam kind of interrupted with them. Cries movie. and Whispers from, like, okay. 72. Igmar. It's a Swedish movie. Yeah, like, I okay. watch everything. Everything. Cries okay, now, number six would be... Um, uh, actually, this might surprise you. No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen no. that, man. What? Okay, so the first time I watched it, I hated it because I was like too young to appreciate it. Like I, I had no attention span. Yeah. Everything about it, I love. Is that now. Coen Brothers? Yeah, Coen yeah. Brothers, the one best picture. Okay. All right, the rest is easy. Number five is a, it's a Chinese movie, Chunkin Express. <laughs> for sure, easy. I thought you were gonna no, say, like, easy, easy for me to remember. Oh, like okay, this, okay. like this is for sure five, four, three, two, oh, one. Okay, okay, okay. Number five, Chunkin Express from '94. Number Good four. Year. Yeah. Well, you were born that yeah, year. Oh, yeah. Okay, number four is A Raging Bull. Nice. Number three is Taxi Driver. Yeah, there's three Scorsese's in my top four. You guys know my number one. It's Goodfellas. Okay, so number two. So number two. Yes. Do I know? No, I don't know. It. Okay. It's a German movie. <laughs> the Lives of Others from 2007. I think I've seen that movie, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's about is East the guy, Germany. Okay, is one of the actors in that movie in Alien? Is he like um, the guy that... Michael Fassbender's character plays in um, fucking the new movies there. No, 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 Prometheus? no. They're all German guy? actors. Okay. Yeah. And it's I like, like I've seen that movie, I though. love that movie. Okay. The Lives of Others. Yeah. It's like, well, I watch up. it every year. It gets better every time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. But okay. Number two. Sorry, two is Lives of Others, yeah, one like... is Goodfellas. Oh. Okay, so one, Goodfellas, two, Lives of Others, then Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Chunkin' Express. Uh, That's the top five. Shawshank isn't in your top ten? Hot take. Like movies? Yeah, okay. yo, I've seen this movie. This guy is in, uh, is he not an alien? He, he died like in 2008. Alien. The old movies. He's for sure. Sh- anyway, I've seen this You movie. mean John Hurt? Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Shawshank and like movies like The Godfather, yeah, they're amazing movies. Probably made better than the movies on my list, and I love them. But like these are, this is my top ten favorite that I'll rewatch every year, and I won't rewatch Shawshank or Godfather every year, even so you, though. So you rewatch all of these every year, pretty much. Nice. Maybe not like Chinatown or Irreversible. You said you watch everything. Have you watched? Um... <laughs> like grilling you right now. Have you watched Capernaum? <laughs> Yeah, the the Arabic movie that on Lebanese Netflix. One? Yeah. yeah, I love it. You watch it? I'm it's half really good, I'm eh? half Lebanese actually. Yeah. Like it was no, it was actually that movie. Like I was like in yeah, I was like almost in tears by the end. Yeah. It was wow. sad. It's What's like, it called? Dope movie Capernaum. Okay. Oh my god. Is it on Netflix? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's on Netflix in Canada. Is it? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. That's how I watch. All right. Then I'm gonna bring it back to the fatherland and check it out. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah, I know some. I feel like some classics for people are like the Godfather movies or Shawshank. There's Dark Knight, even like Gladiator. A lot of people have up there, and they're all great movies. Maybe I'm trying to be like, Different. like exactly like that kind of like that 
that film snob list that you read where it's like, oh, it's all foreign films, and why are you doing that? But, like, yeah. these foreign films, I truly watch all, like, every year. Yeah. Kind of like the people who have, like, their top ten albums of all time have, like, Solange in there. Like, Dill has that. Never mind. All right. <laughs> it's way over. But... <laughs> the hipster lists. But, okay. Yeah, I've seen Lives of Others. Just want that on record. Great movie. I saw it in school. Yeah, you did take a class, right? And yeah. you saw a lot of classics. Yeah. And you found you enjoyed most of them, I yeah, believe. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, uh, was it something in the wind? Schindler's List. Yeah, I've seen Schindler's List. Oh, that's a phenomenal um, movie. Killian but... Murphy. Something in the wind. Oh, the wind that shakes the bar? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid That's movie. a Ken Loach movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Apocalypse Now I liked a lot. Like, I wrote an essay on Apocalypse Now in a film study course that was my favorite course i took at universe that was in england actually it was a great time um had a class with a girl she was welsh and she would pronounce film film thought it was kind of kind of different but uh, <laughs> to each their own you know man that was a great class like, i'm a big cinema guy but clearly there's a lot left to learn yeah like i like collecting so i'll just like, that's how I started with just reading on all these lists, like the top movies, and then just collecting those movies and watching them. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, but Sam, like, what are some of your yeah, favorite Yeah, he's got to grill you. Okay. And it's yeah, not like, fair. not like the best you've seen, just like movies, like your favorite. Okay. So what, what I can think of off the top of my head, definitely Shawshank Redemption. I can watch that like anytime. I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite movies, but it's warranted. Uh, Interstellar's probably, I'm going to say in my top three. I love Interstellar. Um, I I really like Training Day. Yeah, that's oh, a great that's movie. A great movie. Great yeah. Movie. yeah. Uh, what else? Infinity War has to be up there. I watch it nine times. <laughs> but like in the span of like but, a but, year but, or two. But oldies. Um, I want to say um, Godfather one and two. You know what's funny? I haven't watched three. I watched I've one and two more three. than once. I've never not, three. You don't need to watch three. Uh, Scarface is dope. Scarface is dope for sure. Not really critically acclaimed though. It's more like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Like compared to like Goodfellas and all those kind of like Goodfellas, mafia yeah. movies um, or crime syndicate movies. Or compared to Godfather, I should say. But I yeah. love Scarface. Thanks. The great movie. Yeah. Like, American Dream. <laughs> can't really think of anything else right now but i i watch a lot of movies um and i don't ever go back and watch it there's only a quite a there's a there's like maybe a handful that i rewatch a lot but um i don't know a lot of the stuff you're talking about i haven't even heard of yeah and that's maybe not fair in my point like i'm naming even obscure movies for like i'm naming foreign stuff no like well i mean i'm just kidding I'm going to name you some 90s classics and you tell me if you've seen them. Okay. Because when I heard, listened to you on the Tarantino show, like you've seen, like just seeing all of Tarantino's 90s movies is like, yeah. that's really good. Because not everyone, you name drop some of those movies and people mm-hmm. are ignorant. But like movies, I find essential viewing from the 90s, like movies like Seven, Fight Club. I've Cl- seen that. Seven, I've Fight seen Club. That. See, those are ones that I'm, uh, I've seen once or twice. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's uh, The Usual Suspects. I've seen that. Fargo. Uh-huh. Um, this man's buzzing. The Big Lebowski. No, see, I okay. couldn't get through that. I guess I'd have to rewatch it nowadays because when I watched, it, I think I was a little younger and uh, wasn't. Anyways, go Goodfellas. On. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Unforgiven. 
No. It's a Western. Um, Schindler's List. You yeah. said you've seen it. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. Shawshank Redemption, yeah. which is a phenomenal movie. Honestly, there's nothing wrong in that Actually, movie. Actually, another one that's in my top, I want to say um, Fury. Ooh, that was I a good movie. John Bernthal, great actor. And I feel like nobody talks about it anymore. No, I know. A Fury? Yeah, because yeah. I like listen to a lot of movie podcasts and like it's almost like forgotten. Forgotten for sure. That was a great movie. Yeah. Um, I guess Shutter Island. Yes, that was also oh. a good movie. Inception, Again, Martin Scorsese. Inception's really good. <laughs> Overrated, in my opinion. I like Interstellar way more. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So Interstellar I guess we, top three. We kind of got off the rails there for 2019, but it's all good. <laughs> just flexing movie knowledge and appreciation. I can respect that. So just to wrap it up here, quickly, favorite movie of 2019, Bassam. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No explanation needed, Matt. On it, mine is Joker. Me too. I think I'm going to go Joker. I'm looking forward to Skywalker. I hope it's on par with some of these movies. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is close for me. Those are my two favorite movies Joker's, of the year. Joker's probably sure. second for me. Yeah, one and two. Would have to see them more, both more though, to have a definitive number one. But yeah, I'm going to go Joker. More concise. But yeah, thanks a lot for joining me, guys. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Some more great movies to come out and... We can talk about movies of the past in another episode, maybe. But yeah, if you have any parting words for the audience, just now is the time. Any last movie recommendations or anything? Or I think we left yeah, it did all you out say there. The, the usual suspects? Did you say that? Yeah, that's a okay. great '90s movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a classic. That. Yeah. Right. Uh, have you seen it? I've seen oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me for a third time. <laughs> yeah. After editing this, I don't know if you're gonna have me on for a fourth time, but let's yeah, hope. We'll see. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, doing a podcast with Matt for yeah. sure. A lot of new movies that I'm probably gonna watch. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Eric. Uh, sorry if I was rambling on. Not like, at all. With man. movies, I could literally talk all day, and no one can shut me up. Like we didn't Except even get for me. Like <laughs> we didn't even talk about horror films, and that's like really know, my, yeah. the thing I like the most. <laughs> okay, well. So, anyways, thank you for having me again, and I had a blast. And yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Thanks a lot to everyone. Listen to this one. Now, I know I said I was uh, going to be dropping episodes every two weeks. Last episode has been a bit of an other hiatus, so I'm going to try to get back on that grind. Um, thanks a lot for the support, and I hope everyone has a great week, and stay tuned for next episode. Peace.